Greetings and blessings, dear friends in the spirit. One, one, one. It's Eddie Luisi. How are you? Today's theme I'm calling the good and natural way. This is episode nine. I am recording this on ten ten, two thousand and twenty. Hmm. Those are some interesting numbers. I'm not going to get into numerology or anything like that, but just seeing ten ten and twenty twenty. Um. Today might be a special day for you. And when I just said that, my little clock said 33, which is Jesus. So it might be a very good Jesus special holy day for you. So I hope it is great. If it is, let me know tomorrow. I'm going to read something from Daily Practice, Sacred Reading and Meditation, the One Spirit Learning Alliance. For us to transform as a society, we have to allow ourselves to be transformed as individuals. And for us to be transformed, we have to allow for the incompleteness of any of our truths and a real forgiveness for the complexity of human beings. That was received from Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams. I'm going to read something from Neil Donald Walsh. On this day of your life, I believe God wants you to know that everything you see, hear, touch, taste, smell, or sense in any way is an aspect of divinity. It is when you judge it to be something else that it shows up as something else in your life. Therefore, judge not and neither condemn. For that which you judge judges you, and that which you condemn will condemn you. Yet that which you see for what it really is will see you for what you really are, and therein will be found your peace. So I'm going to read one more little thing, and then I have a cool thing I'm going to do today. An unexpected reading. This is received from dailyword.com, Unity. Let go, let God. I relax into the divine flow. God's love and goodness flow through my life like a river that can never run dry. To receive, however, I must let go and let the awareness of God pour into me. Like the operator of a dam, I can create resistance and stop the flow of water from coming through, Or I can create an opening and let the water in. I open the floodgates and allow spirit to flow unimpeded when I practice gratitude and faith. I acknowledge and express thankfulness for my blessings every day. From the beauty of a flower to the companionship of a friend. I give generously of my time, service and treasure, sharing my gifts with the world. When I am afraid or anxious, I connect with my faith and I know that I can trust divine order. When I relax and let go, I open myself to the divine flow. And from John 3, 27. John answered, no one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. All right. So, like I said, this is called the good and natural way. And I have been reading, this is a little book of wisdom, prayer. Um, It's called The Tao Te Ching of Latsu. And 
each night I read one page and it it's pretty some pretty wild stuff and it it's hard to wrap your your head around it but I'm going to read the forward and then I'm going to read the first two pages and see if you're into this the tao te ching of latsu This is the forward for Brian Brown Walker. The Tao Te Ching of Latsu is one of the most frequently translated, widely read, and deeply cherished books in the world. It is, to my mind, the wisest book ever written and one of the greatest gifts ever given to humankind. In the handful of pages that make up the Tao Te Ching, I believe there is an answer to each of life's questions, a solution to every predicament, a balm for any wound. It is less a book than a living, breathing angel. How wonderfully ironic that a book as profound and simple as this bears a title that is difficult to translate and to pronounce also. <laughs> the word Tao has... No close equivalent in our language. The way is one translation. The way the universe works is another. Neither is wholly satisfactory. It is fitting that the word remains enigmatic because the idea behind it is the essential enigma. We know that life and the universe has a source, but the nature and depth of that source lie beyond our ken. As for the rest of the title, Te may be translated as goodness, virtue, or nature. Ching means book or sutra or scripture. What do we end up with? The book of the good and natural way. Lao Tzu is no less an enigma. Okay, we're going to stop because I know I've heard of this word enigma, but I had to look it up. And I know there's a few of you saying, I know this word, but what does it mean? So the definition is a person or thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or different to understand. Dun, dun, dun. His name is generally translated as old sage or less often old boy. My personal translation would be something like ancient infant, which suggests the combination of wisdom and suppleness that his philosophy embodies. And for suppleness, I have the property of being flexible. Combination of wisdom and flexibility. Hmm. That's pretty cool, right? Friends in the Spirit 111, I think we're pretty flexible, right? We're open to all faiths and religions and spiritualities. According to legend... Lao Tzu was keeper of the imperial archives in what is now China during the Chao dynasty, some 2,600 years ago. During a period of chaos and disorder, he elected to leave civilization and go to live out his life alone in the mountains. As he approached the gate of the city riding on the back of an ox, he was stopped by the gatekeeper. Learning of Latsu's intentions, the man begged him to leave some written expression of his wisdom for the benefit of others. And so the story goes, Tao Te Ching came into being.
Another delightful Latsu story is in wide circulation, as Witter Biner tells it in his book, The Way of Life According to Latsu. This is from that book. Confucius, impressed by Lao Tzu's influence on people, visited, visited him once to ask advice. Ironically enough, on points of ceremonial etiquette, baffled by the answers of the older man to whom etiquette meant hypocrisy and nonsense, Confucius returned to his disciples and told them, Of birds I know they have wings to fly with, of fish they have fins to swim with, of wild beasts they have feet to run with, for feet there are traps, for fins nets, for wings, arrows, but who knows how dragons surmount wind and cloud into heaven. This day I have seen Latsu and is a dragon. He is a dragon. The Lao Tzu was a, drag, was a dragon is certain. Whether he was ever an actual lone man is doubtful. Historical evidence suggests otherwise. What is more likely is that the body of teachings known as the Tao Te Ching was developed over a period of two or three hundred years by five or six different sages. Some were almost assuredly women. Certainly the teaching here is the gentlest and most motherly of all the world's great books on the art of living. In the end, it matters little who or what Lao Tzu was. As I write in my translation of the Hao Hu Ching, I have come to think of Lao Tzu less as a man who once lived and more as a song that plays, eternal and abiding. As with any great song, there are many great versions. I highly recommend to students of Tao that they study various translations of the Tao Te Ching. I have endeavored in my own to stay as close as possible to the direct literal translation of the Chinese characters in a very few places. It proved impossible to do that and get the proper idea across. And in those instances, I have used the minimal amount of poetic license necessary to effectively communicate the teaching by Brown Brian Brown Walker. He's in Boulder, Colorado. All right, so I'm going to read day one and day two, or number one and number two. And I basically read this daily. Tao is beyond words and beyond understanding. Words may be used to speak of it, but they cannot contain it. Tao existed before words and names, before heaven and earth, before the 10,000 things. It is the unlimited father and mother of all limited things. Therefore, to see beyond boundaries to the subtle heart of things, dispense with names, with concepts, with expectations and ambitions and differences, Tao and its many manifestations arise from the same source. Subtle wonder within mysterious darkness. This is the beginning of all understanding. Pretty heavy stuff, huh? <laughs> okay, number two, page two. 
When people find one thing beautiful, another consequently becomes ugly. When one man is held up as good, another is judged deficient. Similarly, being and non-being balance each other. Difficult and easy define each other. Long and short illustrate each other. High and low rest upon one another. Voice and song meld meld into harmony. What is to come follows upon what has been. The wise person acts without effort and teaches by quiet example. He accepts things as they come, creates without possessing, nourishes without demanding, accomplishes without taking credit. Because he constantly forgets himself, he is never forgotten. How cool is that, huh? Okay, so I'm going to read from Science of Mind, Self-Mastery. There's a quote from Abraham Maslow. We must want to be the best we are capable of becoming. If we plan to be less, we will be deeply unhappy for the rest of our life. And for creative mind and success, the person who sees what he wants to see, regardless of what appears, will someday experience in the outer what he has so faithfully seen within. Okay, time for a little coffee break. Okay, this is Science of Mind. Self-mastery is doing the work to be the best we can be. It is a process of becoming. It is not a final destination. This is not always an easy path. Invariably, there will be setbacks and frustrations. Yet these are the avenues from which we can learn and grow. Neville, Neville reminds us that rebirth depends on inner work. We can't be reborn without changing from within. We have all we need to create the life we deserve. We just need to tap into it. Rachel Naomi Remen tells the story of a cancer patient who dreams that a woman is building a mountain. She works day and night, and just as she completes the task, the mountain begins to collapse on on itself. At the last second, the woman found that she knew how to fly. When she was asked what she thought the dream meant, the woman replied, What we imagine is our strength may be very different from our strength, what our strength really is. Hmm. You and I have a spiritual power that lives within us. As we learn to access and depend on it, we find that we are able to create a life of beauty and wonder. Along the way we become, we come to realize that we are on the road to becoming the best me I can be. That is self-mastery. And the affirmation, as I do my spiritual work, I know I am becoming the person I was meant to be. I walk the path of self-mastery with ease and joy. And it's interesting, this little story mentioned a cancer patient. Um, I believe this is Cancer Awareness Month. And Good Morning America has been doing different stories there. Also, this whole week, we did a Mental Health Awareness Week on Good Morning America. And with this pandemic and everything else that's going on in this world, 
Um, a lot of people are hurting. There's a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. So I pray for all of you, whatever you're going through. And uh, pray for me and my family, too, because we have things that we're going through also, folks. And um, this was um, Amy Robach, who's one of the anchors at GMA and GMA3. She was reading some inspirational advice for cancer survivors and thrivers. And the last thing she said was from her husband, Andrew Shoup, because she was a cancer survivor, thriver. And I guess when she was really down and out, um, Andrew said to Amy, don't die before you die. Don't die before you die. That's pretty heavy, right? So whatever you're going through, come on. You, you, you could live through it. You could thrive. Go within. Find the good and natural way. Be kind. Be loving. Be forgiving. Be thoughtful, um, serving others, spreading your wings and flying. You know, a lot of us think and, and we're constantly thinking of all the problems. And, um, and, and we're humans, right? You know, we're, we're spiritual beings having human experiences. But in our humanity, yeah, we see... We see the bills and we see the problems and we see the pipes breaking and we see it's hard to to learn virtually for school and, and we're hurting financially and and marriages might be hurting and, and there's tension at home and, and in this world and but we gotta we gotta try to look for that silver lining. We have to try to find that that the good and natural way. We have to try to find um the love, the kindness, the light. So, this I'm going to read from three minutes a day. The strong hand of hope. We have to find the hope. <laughs> Whenever you feel like you need to lean on God for strength and guidance, consider saying this prayer from the Society of the Little Flower. It is so good to hold your hand and walk with you, holy God of the journey. Yours is the strong hand of hope. You promise new and renewed life for your people. You have gardener's hands through your coming and work. The dried up landscape of our souls will be watered and blossomed again in fruitful life. Your digging and embracing hands work wonders. Lord Jesus, John announce your coming like the new Elijah. Help us to see you coming in our world. Help us to grasp your hand as you walk with us in our lives, Emmanuel. May, you he may your hand heal violence and bring inner peace, which enables us to hear and listen to you whispering and shouting in our world, in our history. I love your strong grip and firm handshake, holy God. Your outstretched hand fills the journey with hope. And from Exodus fifteen thirteen, In your steadfast love, you led the people whom you redeemed. You guided them by your strength to your holy abode. Little prayer is guide me this day toward a future with hope, Savior. And remember I told you I get little, uh, little pictures and little sayings that our different prayer groups send out. And this is... 
picture. It's just some colors. It's from Viktor Frankl, Say Yes to Life. The question can no longer be, what can I expect from life? But can now, but can now only be, what does life expect of me? What task in life is waiting for me? Pretty cool, huh? So whatever you're going through, life is expecting something from you. So break out of it. Get out of bed. You know, take a shower, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, go for a walk, say a prayer, a mantra. But life expects something. And I know it's difficult, friends. I know it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. And trust me. I see that alarm at 2.45 a.m. and it's 46 degrees out. And it's like, I don't want to get up. But um, but I try and I do. And, um, you know, I, I call this talk the good and natural way. And everybody sees things through different eyes, right? And And everybody's good might be different, right? You might see something and call it good. Somebody else might not. And natural ways, right? Natural, I, I kind of think of a very easy, natural type way. Life isn't natural. Life isn't easy. But try to find the good and natural way for you, right? It's going to be different for everybody. And if you do find something that helps you on this on this journey, share it with us, right? Share it with your community because we learn from each other, right? And we need each other and we need support and we need love. Um, with that in mind, let's all wish my niece, Kristen, a birthday. Her birthday is coming up this week. It's a big number. I won't mention a big number because you're not supposed to do that. My wife, Lizzie, her birthday is coming up this week also. It's not a big number, <laughs> but um, but I love you both. Um, on the on the other side of, of birth is, is death. And my dear friend, Tracy Papalato, she passed the other day. She's been in hospice for a few days. And I think, I mean, I haven't been in contact with the family in a while, but reading her dad's Facebook posts, it seemed like she was in a hospital for seven months and then went to hospice. So um, God bless you on this next journey of your life. God bless your family that you left behind. God bless this beautiful community in North Rockland, Stony Point, St. Greg's that you have touched and you have touched my life. So God bless you. My other dear friend, Shanna from Good Morning America, I'm hearing that she's doing a little better, but she's still in the hospital. And there's tons of other people out there, and, and we love you all. We're praying for all of you and sending out good thoughts and good wishes. And if you need healing, we, we send out prayers of healing. And like I said, I always, I always say God's holy will. And... Um, it's interesting I just said that because I got this email through Neil Donald Walsh. It's called The God Solution. And I'm going to read it. I've had this in my folder for over a month, and I didn't know if I wanted to read it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to read it. And hopefully you get something out of it. And here goes. To my companions on the journey... I have a question I would like to invite us to consider this month. Where would our theologies be if we taught of a God who stood by this promise found in the Bible? 
judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. That's from Luke 6.37. Are we ready to accept the reality of a deity who has no need, no desire, and no intention to judge and condemn, so long as we do not judge or condemn others? Hmm. Does the biblical passage mean that a Jew who does not condemn or judge others, or a Muslim who does not judge or condemn others, or a Baha who does not judge or condemn others, or an atheist who does not judge or condemn others, will not be judged or condemned by God? Question mark. No, we are told by some religions that is not what it means. God will not only judge and condemn those who belong to the wrong religion or no religion at all, God will punish them with eternal and unrelenting torture. Of course, the contradiction between the biblical promise and some of those teachings is obvious. So, did Luke not understand what he was told, or is it we who have gotten it wrong ever since? This is an aspect of what I have come to call humanity's ongoing perplexion, regarding our deity. It is a fact that virtually every major theology on the planet is founded on the idea of a befuddled higher power who is the creator of all, yet can somehow be displeased with something that the higher power itself has empowered. Much in the world would change for the better, almost overnight, if we simply decided that it is true that God wants needs, expects, and requires nothing from a sentient being in the cosmos, much less demands subservience under the threat of everlasting damnation. Wow. That's a heavy one, right? Because I'm assuming most of you are either religious now or came from a religion at some time. Um but I believe that. I believe that God does not judge. God does not put us on this earth for 70, 80, 90 years and then we mess up and we go to eternal damnation. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. I believe God is love. God is the good and natural way. God is Tao. Tao Te Ching. Um, God created the universe. God created us. I believe our humanity, right? We have a birth and a death day, right? And then people say, what's that dash in between? How are you living your life? But before the birth and after death, we're eternal. We're eternal, just like God. And we're like, if God is the ocean, right? Is God all the water, right? You've heard this before. We're a drop in that ocean, but we're water, we're in that ocean. We're part of God. God is part of us. So can you try? Right? I'm saying try. Can you try to, to lead um, a good and natural way of life? Okay? Stop before you get upset, before you get angry. And, and try to love. Try to have compassion. Try to have forgiveness. Try to have kindness. And I try. And I am not perfect, dear friends in the spirit. 
but I try my best and I have my moments and but I I try to be more compassionate, kind, loving. I try to listen more and try to work out an agreement and stuff. And my son Andrew in Germany, he's reading a new book and and he sent two pictures to our family. And it's about kindness and forgiveness and um and I might share that next week. We'll see. I I always Xerox stuff, put my folder, and then I, I see how the week unfolds. And then I kind of say, yeah, I want to do this today. So God bless you. I hope you got something out of this talk. Um, don't forget to share your faith with family and friends. Cue the spirit. Stay blessed and a blessing. And as most of you know, this is now a podcast. So please... Like it, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. I appreciate that. Also, if you want to see some of my older videos that were on Facebook, I'm I'm putting them up slowly on my YouTube channel. And I think the YouTube channel and the podcast is Eddie Luisi's Friends in the Spirit 111. And I also have different interviews that, I, that I've done during this pandemic and some stuff mentoring with students. So if you're a student or you're a parent that has a student, in high school, college, I want some mentoring talks. There are some of those up on YouTube. And also, some of you said you like the t-shirt that I wear in the videos. So I put it on my Facebook page, and there's Friends in the Spirit t-shirts that you could order yourself. Somehow, when I was trying to organize it, I set up a group, because if you set up a group, then you could get a discount. But I think... You have to have 48 orders for the group to actually happen because the logo has over five colors in the little praying um, yoga type meditation person. So I didn't just do it, you know, black and white. So with the colors, I guess this company requires 48 orders before they set up their printing. So I know there's a handful, there's five or six of you who ordered the shirts. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to come or... You have to wait to the 48. Um, if I find out more information, I'll let you know. But God bless you all. Love you all. Have a great day, great weekend, a great week. Please keep my family, um, our friends in the Spirit 111 community, our friends in the universe in your prayers and thoughts and well wishes. God bless. Have a great day.